Hey guys, my name is Akshita. I'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast. I'm Anand. I'm a finance bro and a tech geek. And you're listening to the Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior. Lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient, and happy life. Hey guys, welcome to the Y Coordinate. Hi, Akshita. Hi, Anand. <laughs> it's been I feel like it's been ages since I've spoken to you. It really has been so long. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a while, and I see a different background. Are you in another city now, or are you? <laughs> <laughs> I just came back from another city yesterday, so now I'm back home. But oh, nice. yeah, I was traveling over this weekend. Oh, nice. I've I've gone to this very small um, fisherman's village town in India, in the southern mm-hmm. part of India, which is. which is famous for its um very small strip of land which has the beach on one side and the river on one side you can literally stand on the road and look at both sides and see a beach on one and the river on the other so it was beautiful <laughs> i'm sure you have become did you go there for surfing or what were you doing there? yeah i did do there for surf so i think by the end of this year you're going to be like a legit uh, surfer chick um <laughs> That's nice. Well, fingers crossed. That's the plan. Oh. <laughs> All right. So it's time to introduce our guest for the evening, uh, and he is uh, here to test our Spanish pronunciation skills and have an interesting discussion. Uh, so our friend from Buenos Aires, Argentina, uh, who is fond of steaks and wine and not too much of tango. Jose Perez Baister. I might have butchered your full name, Jose. So, if you could let the people know how it is actually done and let them know about you. Well, you, you did uh, pretty well, Anak. So that's fine. Uh, well, f- yeah. f- first of all, thanks for having me here. My my name is Jose Perez Baister. Actually, my middle name is Ignacio as well, but I use only my my first name uh, mo- mostly. So thank you again for having me, and it's really fun to to be here with you guys. When you Anna uh, wrote me to to be in the podcast, I say, "Will you really want to be here?" I say, "Of course." I I just want I was waiting this uh, this invitation, so I have to be honest about that. Um, but well, just a quick introduction. As you say, I'm from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Twenty nine years old. Professionally, I work in marketing so i am a marketing professional currently i work at nissan argentina i manage half of the lineup uh, that nissan has in argentina that are the nissan leaf that is our electric vehicle the nissan murano the nissan xtrail and the nissan sentra last year two uh, huge um, launches in argentina with the sentra that was the new model uh, also launched in the us so maybe you you heard about that also not currently this semester because as i'm living in uh, argentina i'm not doing this anymore but last until last year i was giving classes at the universidad católica argentina that is the university that i went to um i was a professor of marketing there of an assistant lecturer i think it's translated to english so that was really really cool um also to just to, to add another thing i'm currently the you the is the president of the youth wing of the Christian Association of Business Leaders here in, in Buenos Aires. It's an association that we we try to to talk about business and ethics and to help people can 
uh, build a better business environment. So it's really cool and really fun. And we can talk about that in later in our moment. In a more personal level, as you say, Aganak, I love meat. I love sticks. I love asados that we call here in, in Argentina that will be barbecues. Uh, I don't say it's a barbecue because the movie barbecue is sausages and some stick, but well, uh, a huge asado is a lot of meat, really, really fun. And um, a lot of wine also, uh, really like Malbec, but I have to say that uh, Cabernet Franc will be another of my, of the ones that I really like most. I discovered um, recently Petit Verdot, that is another wine. So that's good if you haven't tried, um, it's nice. And well, in another, another level, I started playing golf uh, two, three months ago. So really looking forward to, to continue that and to connect with other people. Uh, there in, in Canada as well. Really excited to be, to go to the NBA uh, with you guys. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome with meeting new people in another country. All the cliche things, I really believe in those, uh, on those. So um, another culture, another country, the possibility to, to work abroad. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Wow, Jose, you have quite the impressive, you, you're like, a, a, I don't know what the word is, but it's like man of culture, you and your stakes into wine, into golfing, <laughs> and you uh, are a professor, you, <laughs> I'm very impressed. I was, <laughs> okay. Thank you, thank you. So I'm you, Come again, sorry. No, I, I have to say, uh, I'm blurred. I, when you put, you, you, it's uh, very fun. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about, we were talking about uh, steaks, barbecue, and food. So talking, building on that, uh, we, our topic for today is actually, a little bit around that, which is, uh, I'm sure it's something that you've experienced, Jose, and Akshita, I guess you've experienced as well, which is, you know, we, we, we spend so much time watching uh, videos on YouTube about uh, recipes, for example, amongst other kind of tutorials, which we have absolutely no intention of watching. Like, I, like yesterday, I, I spent a f- watching a 15-minute video about some very complicated French pastry, which I know that I'm not going to attempt in... in uh, in my lifetime at least, or the other recipe I was watching was a, a croissant recipe by uh, Joshua Wiseman. And it took him three days to make it. And I was like, why would I ever do this? I can just go to the store and buy it for like, you know, 50 rupees. <laughs> it's too much work for that. So, but what, 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 why is it that this sort of, uh, you know, tutorial uh, videos have become a sort of entertainment or pastime? Uh, let's, let's uh, you know, talk about it. Uh, Jose, uh, let, let's first talk about, before we dive into why and all of that, let's talk about our favorite kind of tutorials or videos to see on watch on YouTube. Jose, do you have any um, favorites that you like to watch? Yes, um, I'm not so much uh, of YouTube, but it's the same mm-hmm. topic. I'm more Instagram or TikTok. N- not so mm-hmm. much TikTok because you can lose three hours there, but uh, <laughs> Instagram, uh, I use more Instagram. I really watch Food Network and I follow some of the chefs that uh, are on there and they're really good. And there's things that seems very easy, but well, we can talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you, Akshita? Are there any uh, YouTubers or Instagrammers or TikTokers that you like to follow, chefs or otherwise? Mm-hmm. Nothing specific that as such, but I feel like with, as you said, with food and recipe videos, you tend to watch things, you know, you'll never end up making, but they're very interesting to see. So a lot of that, 
and also a lot of diy videos which mm-hmm. sometimes make no sense when you look at them as they're like oh, okay you have you have a t-shirt you have a glue store, like those the glue guns and then you make mm. something out of it i'm like when will you ever find this lying around at home but yeah. you still sit and you watch the entire 15 minute video so uh, yeah you- i think just random stuff like this talking about those 5 minute craft videos crafts exactly um, yeah. yes yeah. crafts videos <laughs> sometimes it really make no sense because you'd rather get the final product easier than all the ingredients they require to make the final product but yeah some some things like that those are my <laughs> what about you anand oh i watch uh the entire spectrum like my pastime is used to be uh watching recipe videos on youtube and you can see how uh, you know the the content format has evolved from people watching it to actually follow the recipe to people just watching it for entertainment like uh, tasty by buzzfeed started doing these really quick videos because where you know th- th- within like a minute or two they'll show an entire recipe uh, someone who's trying to follow along will probably want more instructions and even tasty recognizes that nobody really cares nobody's really going to make it you, if you go to any of those videos the comments say that you know I I have no intention of making it I don't know why I'm watching it at 3am so <laughs> so uh those kind of videos and even the 5 minute crafts that you mentioned Akshita is it's actually run by some some company in eastern europe i think it's based out of romania or one of the other eastern european countries and they have like an entire like office of people that just churn out content like this and i mean there's there's only so many hacks and so many crafts in the <laughs> so it's like now they call it ridiculous premises for you know doing things and uh, like if you look at tc also they've gone from like they recognize that it's people watch it for entertainment rather than for like recipes that they'll probably create at home so now they have series like make it big so there's this guy called alvin who will make like a really big version of like a burger or a, a pizza or whatever he like make it very very huge or um, there was flash affits on bon appetit uh bon appetit food the magazine's youtube channel where she tried to recreate uh, a grocery store that, like packaged like she tried to make a pringles or she tried to make a pizza rocher I mean there's no point in doing this like you can literally go and buy this for like a fraction of the cost but it's like there for the end payment value so there's definitely been a trend and um I love watching all of this like this is my jam so going back to you Jose uh, why why do you think uh this is the case like I mean obviously the trends and the fact that there's more and more content like this get towards just consumption rather than you know following along um clearly yeah. there's I think more people like us so why why do you think that is I think it's a very very interesting topic. I also have the Tasty app as well, so it's very addictive sometimes. Um I think mainly the one of the main reasons that we like to to watch this type of videos is what you guys say, it's just to have fun. Like to hey, we want to distract ourselves, but I I was thinking over that and we also want maybe with the craft things or the food at the same time um we want to have fun but at the same time feel productive in some way like i'm not just wasting my time watching a youtube video or an instagram i watching something that eventually might be useful for me so i i don't want to go like really deep here but this this the other question like do we have always to be productive with our time it's not just resting and relaxing and chilling also good for us So I think that's one reason. Mainly we have fun just we really like and we have to admit I'm not going to ever do this. But I like watching this chef or this guy or this competition of cupcakes that you big cupcakes that seem really easy. Um just to have fun I think that's one of the first reasons. 
Um, I have thought of otherwise, but what do you guys think about that? Uh, I mean, I agree with you on some level that that was there. Like, for example, when it comes to reading books, I no longer have the patience to read fiction books anymore. And the reason for that is I feel like if, you know, I'm setting across not just time, but mental energy to read something, it should be something that betters my life. And mm -hmm. nonfiction books obviously offer much more immense value than fiction books, which mostly just offer entertainment. Uh, so, I mean, that logic, I guess, extends to uh, YouTube videos as well. Although, like for me personally, I wouldn't mind just watching like a video, a 10 minute video of memes and stuff like that, because uh, it's like less investment and less time, like as opposed to a book. But that logic, what you're saying, I guess, subconsciously, I can understand. Uh, and uh, but I also feel that there's this component of just curiosity, especially for complicated recipes. So like, I don't know if you've seen those videos sure. about, you know, how XYZ is manufactured. So there'll be like a Discovery Channel video of how Coca-Cola is manufactured. Or yes, how, that's, how, yes, that's from sure. curiosity. So, like pastries as well. They're very hard to, to bake, actually. For, for baking a croissant, you need three days. It, it's awesome to, to watch it. And people miss a lot of time to Exactly, exactly, exactly. So especially for complicated recipes and dishes, you want to see what goes behind the curtain. And that, that I feel is another reason why, like, I, I know if there's like a video for making uh, like a very complicated Japanese ramen, I'm not going to make it, but I want to see what goes into it. What are the components that go into it? You know, what is the process? How tedious it is? And then she's really happy when I go order it in the restaurant because I don't have to do any of those things. <laughs> I need to go to McDonald's and check up a burger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Akshita? What do you think? Yeah, no, I think I completely, I, I personally agree with Jose on the entire part of that. You may, you feel productive after it. So you get a sense of satisfaction after you've seen that video saying that, hey, okay, even though you have not lifted a single finger except for to scroll, but uh, yeah. Um, and what you said, Anag, about curiosity. Uh, it's a great way of learning, actually. Like there were so many things you don't really know. I mean, uh, the recent food trend, I don't know if you all know about the feta cheese pasta um, that went in, no, okay. So basically just a five minute, pasta dish where you just put a block of feta cheese and pasta and then you just bake it and it's done and I think it was quite famous I don't know how you're both don't I think <laughs> yeah but I learned so much so these videos even though they're just for entertainment there's also a sense of um, learning or knowledge that you gain out of it like how you're saying about croissants you learn what are the different steps what are the different layers what are the different ways of techniques of making them and yeah, and I think that also um, what personally works for me is if I want to eat something, if I want to make something, uh, if I'm hungry, I want to order something, but I don't have the commitment or the willpower to do so. If I just watch the video of it, I'd probably be satisfied either ways, whether I eat it or not. So if I don't know if I want to eat a cake suddenly and I know I should not order a cake because I will end up eating the entire cake. I will just go and watch a recipe video of that and I'll just feel glad and like I'll, I'll feel content. I feel as happy as I've had after eating a cake. And I feel like that's like the minimum effort, maximum outcome kind of situation, which works well for me. That sounds damn weird, but yeah, it is what it is. That's cool. Well, I was thinking about that when prior to here. That's another of the reasons that I ran down actually that, that um, watching those videos, they like this sensation of 
calm that we are able to move forward and to change our situation eventually with food in this case to change our dinners and to, ch to change our breakfast to to have another experience so maybe we just watch the video and we know okay if i know or i feel i i can do it eventually and you're calm with that you're cool and you go and i eat your pasta with uh the, the canned tomato daily but you knowing that in your mind that uh well maybe gives you chill as you say i i think that's also related to procrastination that we are leaving things all the time for okay maybe we do it on the weekend or we do it tomorrow or well i miss the salt so i miss this ingredient oh i don't want to go to the shop and buy it i just okay i don't do it i what well, i going to cook another thing um but i think that in my go also that as well i i yeah i mean adding to that i feel that sometimes we also start like for example most of the uh, people that i follow on youtube including tasty and joshua wiseman or binging with lavish uh, i came across those people because i was looking for a specific recipe and then mm -hmm. at some point of time you start liking the personality of like whoever you're watching or you start liking their content and you subscribe to them and then or or just youtube keeps shoving them in your news so sometimes like for me i'll i'll watch a joshua wiseman video if he's made it about something which i have no interest in but i'll just watch watch it because of i don't know if inertia is the right word but it's like now that i've you know i started connecting with them and i know that you know this is someone that i follow i'll watch whatever they put dish out irrespective of whether you know i'm going to make that or not and and you're right at, at some level when i'm watching this i'm also trying to see because maybe after watching 10 recipes one of the recipes i might go and attempt as well uh, or if if nothing else it just gives you inspiration for what else is out there because otherwise you have that recency bias and recency effect in your head in terms of what you think of making or what you think of ordering whereas this kind of exposes you to other cuisines and foods that is out there so that's maybe another reason that's cool cool um actually i sometimes i did uh make the recipes um once i did uh of tasty we want to the um to cook mac and cheese with my sister uh, mac and cheese here in argentina is a very movie sitcom thing so it's not mm -hmm. very like common to to do that um it didn't go very well it was very heavy actually um but when we were doing it it's okay we're like in a sitcom we're like in friends or in modern family like eating this this night so um sometimes you can as you say um eventually do the recipe uh you watch 10 you maybe want do one but that's that's okay if that if you're fine with that i think that's cool yeah i mean i i've made a few tasty recipes and i think in the early years of tasty in 2017 18 it was actually like they were making recipes which they intended people to follow along get towards more of like a uh, beginners now it's become more get towards like you know just watching it then was i don't think anybody in their right mind is going to attempt making a you know um 30 feet pizza or a 25 feet uh, burger or stuff like that um so yeah that, that, i mean that's there uh, and uh, sometimes these people just you know like to flex almost like some of these newer youtuber chefs uh, and and there's more like cooking recipe based content out there i don't know if like epicurus does this thing where they get like people of three four levels of competency to make the exact same recipe so there's going to be like you know one person who's like me and doesn't know how to cook at all there's going to be one person who who's like a mom who cooks at home and then there's going to be one guy who's like a professional chef and then they'll attempt the same recipe they make their version so 
I mean, all of this is again around the the realm of recipe videos, but definitely more geared towards entertainment rather than um, yes. you know just you know your your traditional recipe videos that used to be like in in India there was this chef called Sanjeev Kapoor who was who had his own recipes from the nineties and he was extremely extremely popular. I mean, he's he's still popular. He he's a celebrity, but in the nineties, I think there was nobody else. Um, so he would have these really long ass recipes. Like he had like a one hour episode on TV, and he'd do like three episodes, three recipes, and he'd take his sweet time talking about them. Then there'd be a recap and everything. Uh, those kind of things are not there anymore. And I guess that also kind of boils down to our shortening attention spans. Like nobody's going to sit and watch a fifteen minute video now. They need it all in instant. TikTok, I guess, is is bringing it down even further where an entire recipe has to be squeezed into ninety seconds. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Chris? Yeah, I think that uh, our attention spam has reduced uh, a lot. Even that's happened with at same with Spotify. I think uh, songs were three minutes, and now they're making songs of two minutes and forty eight seconds because Spotify pay people pay the the, the, um, the musicians for every every time they reproduce. So. Um, that's that's interesting because our attention is is reducing because also money how do you say monetization of the media mm-hmm. of social media is mm-hmm. interacting um i don't know which consequences might get on that but going to to recipes are some things that that it takes their time to make to do but they're this true what you say they say okay you put the flour you mix and the other scene is just everything mixed and and you think, I'm going to take five minutes to end this. It's going to be awesome. But no, the bread mm-hmm. needs one hour uh, to grow and it's going to take more time. Um, but I think um, when you're watching that, if what we say earlier, you're in control of that. You say, okay, I can have this moment if I want to. And it will be easy for me. It's just I decided to do it. But I'm cool with just watching it. Yeah, I think along what you mentioned about <clears throat> the two types of recipe videos, one is the actual informative knowledge-based recipe videos, which we actually want to follow because we want to re- replicate it and create it. And one is more on the entertainment aspect, the ASMR recipe videos, you know, where they're just beautiful. They're beautiful. Like I, I am obsessed with them. Or when they're, um, as you said, different levels of people coming together, cooking the same things. All of this is based around the entertainment aspect of it, where people actually sit and watch, not for the actual food or not for the actual information about the recipe, but more on that um, the attraction towards everything, towards the actual entertainment side of it. So. I think that that's majority of what the recipe videos are nowadays. I don't see legitimate recipes with actual ingredients, actual uh, serving amounts and quantities in any of the videos I see. It's all just 30, as you said, the shortened time frame of what, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds of trying to make an entire dish. And how much can you even learn in that? And the fact that now all of these recipes, there are a billion recipes for a chocolate brownie. And like, where do you go? I mean, it's overwhelming. So the easiest thing to do is just watch a video. But now these videos have become so um, entertainment based that I don't think anyone even watches a video to make the recipe. You either go old school, which is go get a book or, you know, find the written down uh, points on it. Or you just don't follow it and you order something. I think it's nice the entertainment because um, you are entertained with 
this program also like MasterChef or the kind or the one you, you say, Anna, where they kept different type of people cooking the same thing. Um, and I think it, it also matches with this tendency tendency of um, the healthy life or getting fitter every t- more and more. Um, that I think that's cool because we, as humans, we, we need to eat uh, properly, to eat healthier food because our food is our body and our health and all that. Um, so I think that people take also these ideas, as Ashita said, to, to add it to their menu. So a lot of ideas thrown from entertainment goes, uh, flow, that the, the food industry flow those ideas. And the products, of course, the, the, the best uh, pasta, the five minute uh, brownie, or the, I don't know, the, the croissant that is, um, that is frozen. So yeah, it's very interesting. It's uh, interesting, Jose, that you mentioned MasterChef. I feel like MasterChef, especially MasterChef Australia, since whenever it was launched, I think 2007, 2008, might be single-handedly responsible for getting people interested in uh, cooking and just not just cooking food of their own cuisine, the kind of food that, you know, maybe their parents cook, but like just international cuisine and getting more involved into um, different kinds of cuisines. And um, it's so much so that it's almost become like a, like a hobby or an interest area of people, like, you know, someone follows Formula One or someone follows a sport, uh, to that level now, just being into food, uh, you know, learning about different recipes and cuisines has become a thing. And uh, I guess there is more demand for content like this, weird cuisines, weird recipes, and that, like, people want to learn more about it, Want they want something new. So I, I guess that is one of the reasons. Okay, well, with food, you travel. You travel also with food. If you're going to an Indian restaurant, uh, I like traveling to India or to Thailand if I go to Thailand. So I think that's uh, that's another point. And it's true what you say. To Through these programs, we can connect with people and food from all around the world and their culture also. Yeah, I, 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 I guess that also kind of feeds into this sort of millennial interest in traveling and food. Like, I guess in the past 10, 15 years, uh, food and travel have become like the two most popular interests anyone of our generation like uh and these videos both the instagram travel videos and photos and these food videos by tc and masters of australia has kind of propagated that uh i don't know what you guys feel about your thoughts on that. yeah i mean even the same thing with the travel videos right we there are so many travel videos going around and we are so invested in them even though we might not eventually vlogs i'm, I'm talking about vlogs or like uh, best five best places to go in this particular city we watch that for information for uh, future hope that one day we might end up going here or also because we like to see things that we have not experienced yet uh, or things that we might not experience new things basically so it's like the closest way of experiencing something new for any of us so at least like not just when i'm talking about recipe videos even as you said or travel videos so that makes sense for me at least it's a, it's a way of seeing something i've not done before and might not do yeah i completely agree with both um also this traveling I think our generation has, uh, well, this not last year for obvious reasons, but uh, really fond of travel to open to new experiences. I, I think that's completely true. Um, in maybe in your country, if you are in a big country like Argentina, that we have a lot of different type of food, 
we have a very classic food in Argentina, this the, the, um, the empanada in Spanish, um, that is like a little meat cake. And you have the one from Buenos Aires, the one from the north, from each province has each iconic one. So with traveling and mixing foodies, you want to travel all around Argentina and taste every one of each uh, province. And each one, I have my one of my preference that is from the north of Tucumán, that, that style can be my the favorite one, but some friends prefer like uh, other ones and they have different things, but it connects to, to what you say, to, to travel, to taste, taste new experience. Maybe we can call it that way. Um, I completely agree, yes. So I guess, uh, I think it, we should start wrapping up the discussion. Is there anything else uh, do you guys want to add? No, I think they've covered pretty much most of it, which was basically, um, I think, relatable to all of us here. <laughs> At least all of your points were something very relatable to me. So, yeah. No, I, I think we, we have a very good discussion. We could have deepened more. I, I remember what you said, Anaga, the first time. Like, you only read nonfiction books uh, to mm-hmm. non-fiction. Uh, at least so far. So that's maybe another discussion. That's an interesting topic uh, of pro- being productive. And maybe when you read fiction, you can uh, read um, called human culture or human understanding, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that, that's for another topic. But I forget with food, it's the same thing. You, you understand someone from the things that people eat at the same time or for the videos they watch. If you eat meat all day, you're not the same person that eat vegan or, or just vegetables. Um, so that goes with the person and the personality of everyone. Definitely. I mean, food, food, uh, the kind of food you consume, the kind of food recipes you watch and make is also like a form of identity these days because there's from the diets. And there's almost like this socio-political undertones and messaging that goes with, you know, if you choose to be vegan, if you choose to yeah. be a certain. So you're right. I mean, right. food is also a, a massive part of our diet, uh, identity. Cool. So I guess it's time for the next segment of the episode, which is a funny or insightful incident of the week. Um, Jose, since you're the guest, would you like to get us get started with? <laughs> okay, okay, I, I can't. Uh, okay, okay, I can avoid the the ball. That's an expression in English. But um, <laughs> the, other, the other day, I I really have the, well one funny moment. Um, that, I leave my, I park my car like two buildings away from, not in my building, but two in a building nearby. And so I park it. And when I was going to the elevator, because it was in the minus two level, uh, in the hallway was this, start this moment when I was looking with this guy and this guy was carrying three kilos of ice cream. But those really nice brands of ice cream, I said, I really want that. Um, and he was carrying like three, three kilos probably. So we get to the elevator. And he gets five seconds prior to me. So he, he called the elevator to bottoms. And then when it came, okay, I'm going to the ground floor. Okay, he said, I'm going to the seventh floor. Okay, so go in. And this, this third moment started when he, t- he looked at me and I said, uh, he's asked me, do you, you want to come in? And I was with my face mask, face mask and everything. And he like, okay, but COVID and everything. Because some people are very not comfortable with with that nowadays so that he asked me come in okay yes so come in and it happened this moment of awkwardness when you're with someone in the elevator like for five seconds but like it was really awkward i don't want to talk to you we are both looking uh, to the floor i don't know why but it was really awkward. i don't know i 
Thank God you have experienced that film. So it was just like five seconds. Um, but I know it was kind of fun. I laughed when I when I left. Uh, I don't know why we, we are awkward with people with strangers in the elevator. That might be another question. So that's a great that's a, I was just thinking that's a great topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. It does happen to me, and that it has no reason why we're awkward with random people in the elevator. We don't even know them, they haven't spoken to us, they yes. haven't done anything to us, but we're just <laughs> awkward. Yeah, it's something I relate to, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you're right, with, with COVID and everything, it's become even more awkward. Like, even looking at someone in an elevator is now, like, you know. Yeah, it feels <laughs> illegal now. Like, yeah. it feels like, yes, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, what are you doing? It's okay, two people allow, yes, but I, I'm scared of it. Don't worry, don't worry. It's okay, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, so. oh, what about you, Anand? Uh, me. I don't know, I feel like... I've run out of funny stories and I have only insightful things to talk about. <laughs> so I'll talk about that. Uh, so uh, today I came across, uh, I came across an article which talked about how, uh, you know, we have only finite amount of willpower in a day to give out on things. So like, you know, people will say that, oh, I never have the willpower to work out after I come back from work. Or, uh, you know, there was an experiment where um, people were, people were I mean they analyzed students in a in a college and they looked at you know people who turned in their homework at time in time and people who were wearing clean socks every day and the hypothesis was that people who are more disciplined will probably do more they'll wear clean socks every day and also turn in their homework at time in time but the result was that it was only either of the two either they were wearing clean socks or they were giving like giving the homework in time um, similarly, they conducted an experiment where they gave out salads and chocolate chip cookies to people and they had to pick one. And, and after that, they were given like an extremely difficult puzzle to solve. And the people that were given, people that chose to eat the salad gave up on that problem in like five minutes, whereas the chocolate chip cookie people went on it for 15 minutes. And basically, both of these things say that you have a finite amount of willpower. If you end up using it to do other things except for like whatever is like your creative or your main pursuit, you will not have time, like energy or mental health or whatever left to focus on that. And I mean, that that made a lot of sense to me. Like, you know, on days when I wake up and I don't uh, look at other things and I just straight get to work, I end up achieving much more than if you know, there's other errands that I have to run. And uh, that, that was uh, like insightful for me. I don't know what you guys feel about that. No, it was really, really interesting that... Uh... I would like to read that article if you have it. It's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, look it up and, and share it. Uh, what about you, Akshita? Any funny? Uh, did your mom roast you again this week? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I, I don't even want to say anything because now it's just borderline. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, my tan's growing and how it's just not stopping. But a funny incident. So there was this, I mean, it was funny and scary at the same time. So we decided, so I had gone to this trip and there were a few other friends who I've, who, who I've met during my soft endeavors and adventures that decided to come on to this trip as well. So we decided to use our Go, a GoPro to capture our surf footage. And basically we didn't have a floaty and we thought that we are cool enough to actually hold the GoPro in our hands and do it while we're surfing. And this guy had borrowed his friend's GoPro. A GoPro costs like 
I don't know how much in USD, but in INR, it's around 25K. How much is it in USD? I'm not quick math. I don't know how much. I think you're on mute. Oh, sorry. I don't know about the direct conversion, but yeah, it's at least uh, you know, $300 uh, if it's like one of them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so decided to do that and um, <laughs> dropped it into the ocean. And yeah, so I mean, the second we realized we dropped it into the ocean, literally all of us just stood, like stood and marked our places and searched for 15 minutes. And the likelihood of finding that GoPro was literally next to zero, but we did find the GoPro. And the funniest part was it was recording the entire time. So we came back home and we saw the we saw the footage. And in the entire footage, you can see us. So it's it's tumbling across, it's tumbling around the water. You can see the sand, you can see the sun, and you can see some four or five human beings surrounding it and still not able to search for it. And it's recording the entire time. So when the person who found it picked it up, that the face of sheer joy and then all of us hugging and just cheering all of that is recorded so it was hilarious to re-watch that entire 15 minute footage to just see us struggling to get that but we are so so glad that we did find it really grateful because the odds of finding the gopro were just zero so yeah that was an eventful scary and also a very funny incident I think you should upload it on YouTube. That will make for a fun video to watch. <laughs> oh, now, yeah. Now we are actually planning to make a vlog out of it because of to... everything that the GoPro has been through. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, I think that that's the end of our episode. Jose, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you with us. Uh, and uh, it was such a fun topic and fun discussion to talk about. Um yeah it was definitely a very fun topic and uh, it was great listening to both of your um, obsessions with the recipe world like all of us I feel like it's a universal thing but it was great to bond upon as well and thank you so much Jose for taking all this time on your in your afternoon and speaking to us uh, thanks a ton it was really a fun conversation oh you, you are really welcome guys thank you both for for inviting me i was as i told you for really excited to be here it was really a nice experience the first time i'm in a podcast uh i have to be honest it was really fun uh i really want to well to be in another podcast or here again eventually in three four years when we have a I don't know all the guests in the second round, so it was really cool. Uh, you guys did uh, do it very professionally, so that's really cool. Thank you again. Jose, we're going to do this again very soon, and before this year ends, and we'll do it in person in Toronto, and then we'll go go for a steak dinner with wine after that. <laughs> yeah. I'm really down for it. Come here. Yeah. Come. We can do it like everyone with its, it's a glass of wine talking. That will be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the conversation will go after a few glasses of wine. <laughs> after a few glasses like, of oh, wine. We don't know. We, have, we don't know. <laughs> <with wine. laughs> oh, uh, endless podcast <laughs> coming uh, up. <laughs> nice, all right. Well, yes. yes. Uh, I look forward to it. I'm going to stop recording now.